This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who invite you to simply step outside this summer. With expert tips and advice, L.L. Bean can help you get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's a tip. Set yourself up for easy backyard adventures by leaving a tote bag with the essentials right by the door, sunscreen, bug spray, and a few hats or pairs of sunglasses. Now you'll never need to search your house to find them. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. Yosemite National Park was once a wild land ruled by grit. In the 1870s and 80s, only the hardiest of travelers braved the rumbling wagon road and the 20-mile trek into the valley on mule or horseback. These were folk acclimated to the wild, people who had lived in mining towns or mountain villages their entire lives. Yet tucked away in the packs of some of these rugged, hardened adventurers was beautiful, delicate china, artisan soaps, fragile full-length mirrors, and fresh, crisp towels. Across the treacherous terrain strapped to stubborn, scratchy mules, employees of the Cosmopolitan Bathhouse and Saloon brought luxury to the valley in a juxtaposition that defined so much of this era. I'm Jason Epperson, and on this episode of America's National Parks, the Cosmopolitan Bathhouse and Saloon and the Grand Register of the Yosemite Valley. Cosmopolitan Bathhouse and Saloon, which operated from 1871 to 1884, was just that, a bathhouse and a saloon. While the majority of Yosemite's early visitors expected a rough and wild trip, many couldn't turn down the familiar comforts and somewhat miraculous amenities offered by the Cosmopolitan. It was luxury where no luxury was to be expected. They also couldn't pass up the opportunity to sign a Moroccan leather-bound book now known as the Grand Register of Yosemite Valley. Kept on the porch of the saloon, visitors could browse other tourist entries, leave their own comments, or just leave their initials. But with each entry, they also left so much more than they realized. Here's Abigail. The Cosmopolitan Bathhouse and Saloon opened its doors in 1871 with owner John C. Smith proclaiming, No pains or expense will deter the proprietor from rendering it a desirable and favorite place of resort. After a back-breaking journey into the park, visitors could come to the Cosmopolitan for a bath of hot or cold water at any hour of the day. After such a long and arduous journey that included stale water and bitter coffee, guests could warm their bones and revive their spirits in a saloon that boasted a menu of brandy cocktails, gin slings, barber's poles, eye openers, mint juleps, Samson's with the hair on, corpse revivers, rattlesnakes, and other potent and welcoming drink combinations. Extravagantly furnished, there was a ladies' parlor, a gentleman's reading room featuring the most up-to-date newspapers from eastern and western cities, full-sized billiard tables, carpeted baths, 
elegant and dainty glassware, and even a barber shop. But the most alluring item at the Cosmopolitan was not the fine china or hot baths and cold drinks, but rather the large guest register which sat on the front porch welcoming and enticing guests upon their arrival. The guest register, also known as the Grand Register of the Yosemite Valley, embodies a sturdy and delicate dichotomy, much like the Cosmopolitan itself and the Yosemite Valley it called home. The book is massive. Custom made in San Francisco for the hefty price of $500, it measures 24 inches by 18 inches by 8 inches, weighs 70 pounds, and inside its 800 pages are the entries of over 18,000 guests. Guests to the Cosmopolitan included wealthy Northeasterners, residents of California, overseas visitors, and a who's who of the 19th and 20th century, including several U.S. presidents. With the swift movement of a pen, guests left their mark on this wild and adventurous land forever. The Cosmopolitan attracted numerous travelers who appreciated its unexpected comforts. And as they signed the register, they put down their thoughts on traveling to such a wild place. It only takes one glance at the entries to confirm that humans have had a need to leave reviews of their experiences long before the creation of the internet and websites such as Yelp. For example, Mrs. E.S. Carr of Oakland, California wrote in 1873, people should be sure to try Smith baths and mint juleps if they wish to have it said they have seen the valley. In 1874, William Donald Spence of Scotland asked, why is there no mention of the dust in the guidebooks? Don't come to the valley with a baby and expect to enjoy yourself. Bring a nurse or wait till the baby is old enough to saddle a horse bring a bottle of ginger ale. This was the advice of Silas Wright from California in 1874. Never room next to a man that snores was the advice of James J. Withington in 1875. People who think it don't pay to visit Yosemite had better not travel. Joseph Moore from Richmond, Indiana said in 1875, all bitten up with ants, suffering awfully. W.T. Caldwell, originally from Boston, 1880. Yosemite Falls would make a very fine shower bath in summer. Cannot see what is so wonderful about this valley. Have seen finer scenery at the Blue Mountains. Fred Meredith, Sydney, New South Wales, 1882. We'll be back in a moment. But first, a quick break for a message from our favorite place to search for the best campground for your national park adventures, Campendium. Campendium lists virtually every campground in North America and every type of campsite you can imagine. From remote backcountry tent sites to RV parks with water slides and pickleball courts, you can search by price, including free or by cell service, elevation, whether pets are allowed. Dozens of different search filters will bring you detailed user reviews so you can find the best campsite for your trip. Campendium is free at campendium.com or on the app, and you can upgrade to a RoadPass Pro membership to unlock an ad-free experience with more detailed cell service reports, public land map overlays, trail maps, and more. A RoadPass Pro membership also includes other premium apps like Togo RV and Road Trippers. 
Visit Campendium.com or download the app today and save $10 off a RoadPass Pro membership with code RVMILES10X. register bears the signature of four U.S. presidents, James Garfield, Ulysses S. Grant, Rutherford B. Hayes, and Theodore Roosevelt, along with distinguished generals, foreign lords, counts, and dukes, such as Duke Alex of Russia. There's also the famous London actress Lily Langtree and English writer Rudyard Kipling. American legends John Muir, Galen Clark, and Buffalo Bill Cody also signed the guest register. Many left comments ranging from personal musings to significant historical events. On May 15, 1875, Garfield, while still a United States congressman, wrote, No one can thoughtfully study the valley and its surroundings without being broader-minded thereafter. He signed it J.A.G. The Cosmopolitan operated until 1884, when it was closed down by the Yosemite commissioners, citing it as inappropriate. At the time, any saloon in Yosemite was required to be operated in conjunction with a hotel. The structure itself continued to be used for almost 50 more years until it burned in 1932. The Grand Register of the Yosemite Valley illuminates the early days of Yosemite National Park in a way only the written word can. The names of the people who visited the Cosmopolitan bring to life stories and characters we can only imagine now as we drive through the park on paved roads and stay in hotels with all the modern conveniences we've come to expect. It invites us into a visceral history filled with the pride of an artful signature the awe and wonder of the landscape, the hardships and misery endured to achieve that wonder, and the pure bliss of a good mint julep, a hot bath, and a warm tea sipped from a beautiful, delicate cup. It's an adventure very few people attempt to recreate. And even then, a trip into the backcountry of Yosemite with only what we can carry on our backs still comes with a warm sleeping bag an easy-to-make hot meal, and shoes built to handle the rough and unforgiving terrain that is Yosemite National Park. In 1874, a visitor could leave San Francisco at 7 a.m. and arrive at the Merced Grove of Big Trees by 7 p.m. the next day, a 36-hour journey via Wagon Road. Today, we can make that journey in a matter of hours. First protected in 1864, Yosemite National Park is best known for its waterfalls, but within its nearly 1,200 square miles, you can find deep valleys, grand meadows, ancient giant sequoias, a vast wilderness area, and so much more. Last year, over 3.3 million people visited the park in search of these spectacular places. 
During peak season, visiting Yosemite requires a bit more advanced planning. From May 20th to September 30th, 2022, a reservation is required to drive into or through Yosemite National Park between the hours of 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. 70% of the reservations became available on recreation.gov earlier this year, and if you didn't grab one then, the odds of getting one of those 70% made available is pretty slim to none. But that doesn't mean you can't visit the park during peak season. The remaining 30% of reservations are made available seven days before a desired arrival date. In other words, if you want to arrive on September 30th, you can make a reservation on September 23rd, beginning at 8 a.m. Pacific time. There's a $2 non-refundable reservation fee at the time of booking. Your park reservation is good for three consecutive days, and it's important to note that your reservation fee does not include the $35 per car park entrance fee. If a reservation isn't a possibility, consider arriving before 6 a.m. or after 4 p.m. Personally, our family loves nothing more than visiting a national park in the evening with a picnic dinner in tow. It's amazing how quickly a park empties of visitors in the afternoon, and there is truly nothing more peaceful than being in a national park at sunset. It's one of those rare opportunities to experience what it feels like to have a park to yourself without having to hike for miles into the backcountry to achieve it. And while the Cosmopolitan may no longer be in operation, camping and lodging in the park is readily available. The park offers backcountry camping permits and has campgrounds that can accommodate tent campers and a limited number that can accommodate RVs. You can find more information, including reviews, on the Campenia map, and all reservations are booked through recreation.gov. If camping is not your thing, you can still enjoy Yosemite by staying at one of the numerous hotels run by private concessionaires, including the Awani Hotel, which you can learn more about on a past episode of the podcast. There are also glamping tent options for those who'd like to experience camping without having to bring all the gear. You can learn more about visiting the park, reservations, accommodations, and more at nps.gov Yosemite. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, and written and narrated by Abigail Trebu. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. If you're interested in RV travel, check out RVMiles.com or find us at the RV Miles Podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeanOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks. And by Campendium. Find listings and reviews for thousands of campsites for your next national park adventure at Campendium.com. <laughs>